Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, episode 187, brought to you the week of August 30th, 2023. I am your host. My name is James Kennison. This is my personal audio journal. I hope you're having a great week. I know I have, which is rare for me. <laughs> you guys have been taking this journey with me for a while now, and you know I have had my ups and downs, but this up has been the best up that I think I've ever had. I have gotten myself organized. I have a weekly schedule because I have all these things I'm doing. You know, I have added Red School Bus back to the mix, that story show on Thursdays, but there's also prep for both of those podcasts. I'm doing shorts. I have appointments that I have to keep throughout the week. So I have made a list of everything and I'm going to make a new list or I'm going to update the list weekly because I'm not so good with calendars. So I'm going to take the items from the calendars and move it over to my task list that I'm using in Google docs and I'll put the time in there and you know who I'm meeting and where I'm meeting them at on discord or zoom or whatever. And it'll, it'll be great. It's worked so well this week, except I meant to record a GOK on Monday but here it is Wednesday, and it's the end of the day. It is it is 11 o'clock at night, but I'm going to get it in. Last week I recorded on Wednesday, so this week I recorded on Wednesday. Maybe GOK is a Wednesday podcast. I don't know. We'll see. You guys like hearing about my family, so here's an update. My wife and I go to dinner twice a week. And you say, oh, it must be nice. You have the budget. Yeah, we budget for it. And we've been doing it ever since our kids got old enough to be left home alone. And it has been wonderful. We sit and we talk and we chat and we catch up. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just sit there and enjoy each other's company. There's no pressure. There's no stress. It's just us being us. And we always go on Wednesday to the same place. It's called Cybergs. It's great. And they know us there. Today was specifically special because I've been trying to switch from soda to water. And they automatically will bring me two Diet Dr. Peppers because they know I like to drink them. And I had to get a hold of the waitress and say, um, you know, the bartender and say, uh, I'm drinking water today. And she's, oh, okay. But I talked to another waiter first and he, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not taking care of this area but i wish i was taking care of you guys and he kind of rolled his eyes like apparently some of the customers he was waiting on wasn't great and jen and i really liked that because it was like i'm glad that we are the good guys you know that we we're not only regulars we're enjoyed by the staff and i i think that's great but my wife says as a result of these constant dates and we because we got on wednesdays and saturdays she takes comfort in the connections that we have as a result of these things because she's dealing you know with jenna being gone and in three years jay will be gone and she says she's not as worried about it because even though she's losing the kids she we have this we have this and that i'm gonna stay and man, that makes me feel like a million bucks, you know, 
to be loved like that and to provide that security that I wasn't be able to provide for so many years because of my, just that depression, that doggone depression. So hallelujah for that. Uh, Jenna is apparently doing great in school. I don't know. She's probably doing 150% of everything she possibly can at college, every social event possible, but she's going to classes. So that's always good. She's getting her education. She's coming home this weekend for a grand total of 24 hours, one flipping day. But I doubt her parents factor into that time at all. She's probably going to be gone visiting other people, doing other things. That's fine. That's fine. You know, she'll come around. She'll come around. You know, my wife even said that the calls she gets from Jenna are still rather self-centered, like when she needs something. And that's where she's at right now. You know, I think, I think when you're a toddler and when you're in your early 20s, it's the most self-centered that you can be. And I think there's reasons for that. When you're a toddler, you're self-centered because you're growing so much and there's, and you're talking and you're, you're moving things around and you're testing out your willpower. But then in your twenties, you get self-centered because suddenly you have to make a life for yourself. And that takes up 150% of your time. So I'm not offended. I expected it. Jay ran across country today. He finished near the front of the pack. Last year, he was third from the last. He has been so self-disciplined over the summer. He's been eating right, eating healthy. He actually has to eat a bit more. As it turns out, he's getting too skinny. It's just nice. I usually wouldn't have gone. I had an appointment with my, my health trainer. I canceled it or actually cut it short and went to this event and it turned out to be great. My coach would be very excited because I walked all over creation and usually my Fitbit, I've got like two minutes of zone time. I had like 61 minutes of zone time. I took so many steps and it was in the heat and I was out in the sun and that's what she's been wanting me to do is get out in the sun and do things in the sun. And I don't want to go outside. I don't want to do that. And I hadn't done that all week. And I was just about to have to own up to that when the call had to be cut short. <laughs> and then I went out and did that. And so now she'll be happy with me. So very excited about that. And now I have to talk about Granny Pat. Have I ever mentioned Granny Pat on the show? I don't know that I have, but my best friend's name is David Godbout. He lives about a block from me. He has his wife's mother living with them, and she is like 900 years old. She's actually in her late 80s, I think. But she occasionally, especially when David goes out of town, needs help with stuff. Her phone won't work or one time there was a short in a light switch and thank God it turned out to be not that bad because she could have burned a daggum house down. She had too many things plugged in, you know, to one outlet. She, she likes to have the, the room she's in 99 degrees all the time. I can't blame her. You know, she doesn't want to be under blankets all day. Anyway, she called me and she can only eat this glycol stuff. 
and she mixes it with ice cream so it'll taste better. And that is what she eats. She had throat cancer. She can't swallow very well. This is her thing. It showed up on the front porch. It was delivered and then it rained all over it. And she was really concerned. And so she called me. She missed me because I was in the shower. She called Jen. She had the wrong number for Jen. So she called David and David called me and I was out of the shower and I said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. So I went over there and I carried her. I mean, those boxes are 25 pounds each. I carried them all the way inside, down the stairs, into a room, and then back up the stairs. I, I might be walking a lot more and, you know, trying to be healthy, but I, I am not there yet. I was sweating like a banshee. I don't know how much they sweat, but they, they sweat at least as much as I say they do. I was sweating like crazy and I was breathing hard and I would just kind of wait in her room because she was upstairs and I'd catch my breath before I went back up. But she's so grateful. She's so sweet. And she keeps talking through the whole thing about how much it means to her and all this kind of stuff. And then she tried to pay me. There's two reasons I don't take her money. One, she doesn't pay me enough. <laughs> she, she tried to give me $5. But I was messing with her. I'm like, she's holding the $5 and she's telling me why I should take it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't understand you. You're too old. I, I can't, I can't even, I don't even know what that is in your hand, but I can't understand a word you're saying. Cause she, she does speak a little different because her throat, you know, uh, and stuff like that. So I like picking on people no matter how old they are. I hope you've gathered that from my podcast, but she was laughing so hard. She said, well, give it to Jay, which is my son. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. And I did. But I start to walk out of the door and she says, James. And I turn around and she said, I know I'm bugging you, but I just want to tell you one more time how grateful I am that you come out here and take care of me. And I just bowed to her like a full bow, like a freaking prince to a princess. And I said, it is my pleasure. I just want to say this because I'm pretty comfortable in saying it is this woman loves me. <laughs> she, she loves her some James <laughs> because if, if there's a whole group of people at David's house and she comes upstairs, she'll be like, hi James. And I'm like, Hey granny, Hey granny Pat, because I take care of her, you know, and I love her to death. She's, she's awesome. I'm glad to have somebody that needs me once in a while. She's, she's so easy because you know, old folks, can be needy and I'm talking about where they get lonely and so they make up things, you know, she doesn't do that. She's, she's a class act all the way. So improv class went well. I finally went at the right time. We focused on expressing emotion in our things and we did some exercises where we picked an emotion, picked a boring topic and then had to rant on that topic. So we did a super happy version where I had to get really excited about staples. And then there was another one where I had to get really angry about cafeterias. And I have found that I am not very good at being overly happy about things. Like that is the emotion I struggle with most. And you know, if you know me, that would make sense, right? I was good at being sad. I was good at being scared. I was good at being angry, but we did an exercise and she allowed us to choose our own. And she challenged us to go with the one we were weakest at. And I went with happy and it just doesn't come easier natural. 
I was very comforted when it turned out that several folks said that was the hardest for them. So that, you know, it just helps to hear that other people are in the same boat, you know, and they're not depressed and they're not, you know, crazy like I am. So that was good. Health and wellness. I've been meeting with a a counselor on betterhelp.com. Remember when I used to promote them? Yeah, I use them. It's amazing. Found an amazing counselor. She's so good. She's so great. And it turns out she's a Christian, but she's not a psycho about it. So it's been really good. I've met with her, I think, three times. And I was so scared to start counseling because it's like open up a part of your life. And when you've been injured and abused, like I have in childhood and stuff, opening up to somebody new is like showing them a wound and trusting them not to pick at it, you know, and a poke at it. And it was the same way I'm seeing a health coach and my health and my lack of it really is a huge shameful thing for me. I hate how fat I am. I hate the choices that I make, but I'm taking counseling and I've got this health coach because I think the two are combined. I I said it on a tweet the other day. Everything is perfect in my life except for my health and my mental state. And I wonder if they're not connected and maybe they are. And I'm treating them like they are because I have a lot of self-hate. You guys have heard me say I hate myself. So I'm working on that with a counselor. And then I'm trying to start making better choices with my eating and things like that. We've been adding spinach and a salad, spinach salads to almost every meal. I've been eating more apples and we're getting, you know, fruits and vegetables, things that I like small steps. It's baby steps. It's not all at once. I'm not going to turn into a freaking vegan all, you know, overnight or whatever. And I don't know that I'll ever be, I want to eat healthier I just want to make better choices and I'm not going on a freaking diet. I'm not going to do that. I want a lifestyle change. I want to learn to enjoy things that I hate. I hate vegetables. I hate them. You know, growing up in the eighties, everybody boiled everything and boiled spinach is the nastiest thing in the world. Why did they boil it? Because eating it raw is like eating lettuce. I don't understand it. The torture that my mother put us through with nasty old boiled old nasty spinach. I, oh, anyway. And from what I understand, boiling, it takes most of the nutrients out of the stuff in the first place. So I'm eating baby carrots. I tried hummus. It's not amazing, but it's, I I think of it as a dip. And when I dip carrots in it, the carrots are better with the dip than without. I even went out to Chick-fil-A the other day with my son. I got a Cobb salad, which I didn't know came with uh, fried nuggets shredded on top. So I will obviously next time get that with grilled, but it had corn in it. It's got egg in it. It's got other vegetables mixed in. It was a huge salad and it was really good. Obviously the light dressing and things like that. So just making better choices, drink water. I drink water. I've been trying to drink water. I'm supposed to drink three liters of water. My coach did some sort of calculation to my body weight versus how much I'm supposed to be drinking. I'm supposed to be drinking three liters of water and I can't do it. I physically can't do it. I feel like I'm floating all day. I'm peeing all the time. I just, I pee everywhere. I don't even make it to the bathroom. I'm peeing in my office. I pee on the dogs. 
I'm just kidding, of course, but it is a lot of trips to the loo, as my counselor calls it. And even in the night. So she says that I will get used to it to focus on trying to get two liters and then growing. And she says when I lose weight, that number of gallons, liters, whatever, will come down. She's from Ireland, so she uses the superior measuring system, which I admit is superior to what we use. It's just not what I'm used to. When you say three centimeters, I don't know what that means. When you say 27 degrees in Celsius, I don't know what that means. If I did, I would go there. I especially like millimeters when it comes to drill bits because fractions of drill bits does throw me off. I'll be the first to admit. I know what a quarter inch is. I know what a half inch is, you know. But you start getting out of three sixteenths and all this kind of stuff, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But a two centimeter drill bit, I can get behind that. I can. So anyway, I'm trying to work through self-hate that I have with my counselor so that I will want to take better care of myself with my coach. And both are going very well. Had a great session. We're going to talk about dad issues. We're going to get all that out in the open, which... It's funny, I didn't think I needed to do that. You know, I outlived both of them. I learned from their mistakes. I was a better dad than they were, you know, but, you know, I'm just going to be deadly honest here. I struggle. I don't have very many male friends. I don't relate well to men. I'm better with women. I was raised for a chunk of my life with my sisters and my mom. I can sit and chat with women. As long as they don't talk about menstruation, I'm good. I can hold a conversation with a bunch of women. But the biggest deal is when I took that job at Cap America, I had a manager. I've told you about how terrible he was, but he started off being very friendly. And I wanted to please this man. Like I do with any man that I look up to that is in authority over me. I wanted to impress this man. And when I found out that he was a bully and unimpressible, he just became one more man in my life that abused me. When I got fired by him, it was, it was more than just getting fired. It was being rejected by yet another man in my life. My stepdad, I described my relationship with him as a set of stairs. And he would have a standard that he wanted me to meet. And I would climb those stairs to that standard. But the moment I got there, the standard would rise seven or eight steps. And I would work hard to get to that expectation. And then the standards would go up. I could never please him. I was never told, good job. It was always, you can do better. You need to do better. You're a dummy because you can't do better. And that just fit too well with my experience at Cap America. And so when I failed, like I said, when I, when I lost my job, when I was fired, it took me down for three months and it took me out of my good place. And so I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back podcasting. I'm glad to be up again. I obviously have dad issues still because they're not in the past because that joker reached up and grabbed me right where I was as a 49-year-old grown man, and it needs to be dealt with. 
So I'm going to face it and I'm going to figure it out. I thought I had it all worked out. I don't trying to work on that. I've been walking 15 minutes every day this week. I started with 10 for seven days. I'm now at 15 moving slowly, you know, sneaking up on myself. And then after seven days, I'll go up to 20 minutes. When I was losing weight last year during an up phase, I was doing up to 40, 45 minutes, an entire episode, you know, of the show I watch. So I hope to get there again because it sucks to be 15 minutes into a show and have to turn it off. (laughs) So, and you say, James, couldn't you do more? Yes, I could, but I would get super sore and then I wouldn't want to walk the next day. So I am, I'm taking it slow. It's, it's just the way it works for me. It's not too much. It gives me no reason to turn away from it because it's way too easy for me to do so. So there we go. I had good feedback on Red School Bus. We've done two episodes now, but it's been two episodes since the rework. It's been good. They love the segments. There's lots of segments. It works great for kids that are younger because they they can't even get bored before there's a next segment coming up. There's lots of facts and educational stuff. And then we tell stories. It's a different show, but it's, I think, better. What I did, and I said this last week, is I took my expertise from children's ministry. I don't know why I didn't do this before. And I applied it to my show. I know kids love segments. Segments are easier to fill in. So it it was stress-free for me as a podcaster. Because we were relying on input from kids for stories and kids don't write very good real life stories. They don't have any experience. You know, they're living their real life stories and they'll talk about them later in life. But right now, all they talk about is times they got sick or times they got hurt or times their sister punched them or, you know, and it's not funny. It's not. So now we've shifted our focus to story prompts. What if I was a giant? What if I could drive? I think this week's is what if I could talk to an animal, not animals in general, but what animal would they choose and what would the conversation go like? So we're we're really trying to pull that out of them and I don't know how it'll go. We might switch back to funny life stories again, but I'm just kind of waiting for it to get off the ground. People are finding the show again. I mean, there was a three month delay and you lose subscribers when you don't post stuff. So good feedback, but some complaints (laughs) we've had complaints from some of our older listeners. And I'm talking about lower middle school. They don't like facts. They don't want all that. And I've had to communicate with them and say, look, you've outgrown the show. Listen to red school. I mean, listen to that story show. You know, I have lots of adult listeners that listen to Red School Bus and enjoy it quite a bit. But this this one kid is very upset (laughs) that I ruined one of his favorite shows. And I'm like, it was always meant for kids, brah. I mean, just because you enjoyed it. And I think he's offended (laughs) because he didn't know he's listening to a kid's show. I don't know. I don't know. But middle schoolers love that story show as well. So he can just adjust. He can adjust. I launched a new podcast. It's called Not Quite Quite Like. (laughs) Try to say that three times fast. Not not Quite Christ Like. I'd love for you to check it out and email me at not quite. 
quite Christ-like at gmail.com. It's supposed to be a cute title. So it's a podcast with sermonettes. They're going to be 15 to 20 minutes. I think the one that I did, the first one is 17 minutes. It talks about struggle. It's for people who struggle with their Christianity, who find that it doesn't come easy, which I think is a lot more of us than would admit it, you know, but those that, that struggle with reading their Bibles, people that struggle with a relationship with God that feel like it's a burden more than it is a blessing sometimes who want to ask the hard questions. Why wasn't my prayer answered? Why did my aunt die of cancer? Even though I believed with all my heart, we're going to tackle those kinds of things. The first episode is about Jacob wrestling with Jesus and how our struggle shows our strength. It's called special needs Christian. I'd love for you to listen to it and check it out. It's in iTunes. It's in Google podcasts. If you can't find it anywhere else, go to not quite quite not quite quite Christlike.com and you'll find all the links there for your subscribe for whatever, you know, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. So I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear your feedback. What I'm reading and watching and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one of our listeners, a new friend of mine, I consider him a personal friend, Mike, suggested a show called Severance. Now, it's got language in it, and it's got some viol- minor violence in it, but I don't mind violence. But it's on stinking Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus. So guess what I did? I I subscribed to Apple TV Plus, and I'm very surprised with the quality of the shows there. They seem to draw more well-known actors, and there's several shows on there that I'm going to be watching after I finish Severance. But Severance is a story, imagine for a minute, the ultimate work-life balance where there were there was something embedded in your brain to where you had, when you were at work, you had no memory of what was going on outside of work. And while you were outside of work, you had no memory of what was going on inside. Just take that to the nth degree. What could the company get away with? What would it be like to be the any, as they call it, the person inside? It would just be one endless workday, you know, over and over and over, never getting to go out, not knowing if you have children or not that kind of thing. It is really good. And it's got a guy from Parks and Rec on it. The guy that married Leslie Nope. And it's just a a really good part for him because he's awkward and funny, but it's also serious and dramatic. And it's really, really good. What I'm reading, I'm a lot more proud of what I'm reading this week. I'll actually share it. Atomic Habits by James Clear. It was suggested to me by my health coach. And it is right up my alley because he talks about 1% changes, little tiny changes. And he talks about how your mind works and how dopamine helps us, could help us to spark new habits and then even piling habits on top of habits. And so there's stuff like, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I will do 10 pushups and then I will, you know, eat my cereal. So you start to associate 10 pushups with getting to eat your favorite cereal, you know, stuff like that. So I haven't gotten through it all the way. He does chapter reviews, which is so great. And there's so many books that are so full of facts that don't do that. I love it. And I'm going to listen to it again. I've already decided. 
because it has got so much stuff. It's like reading scripture almost. Like every line is heavy with content. I would highly suggest that if you struggle with habits, bad habits, making good habits, Atomic Habits by James Clear, pick it up, check it out. It's the official GOK reading list. It's on there. I like to read some feedback on not Christ-like. I don't feel like crying today, so there's nothing for me to really talk about. So uh, if you'll forgive me, I was blessed. I was so insecure about not quite (laughs) Christ-like that I didn't even tell my wife that I was working on it. She saw me working on the artwork for the show and she said, is that for a podcast? I said, yes. She says, are you doing that for somebody? I'm like, yeah. Is it free? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I didn't lie, but I definitely avoided the truth. And I prepared the first sermonette. I recorded it. I put it up. And then I said on a date night, I'm like, can I share something with you? And she was all scared that it was going to be something big and dark. But I, I just said, would you listen to this and tell me your honest opinion? Because I'm hugely insecure about it because I used to be a pastor and I'm not anymore. And you kind of get to thinking that you can't do it anymore. But after it was done, she was, she was like, I got so much out of that. And that's what I need. She says, I will be your first listener. And that just, Oh, you don't know. You don't know. How awesome is Jen? You know, really? She is amazing. So supportive. And she says she needs sermons like that. And so I want to read these, not to toot my own horn, but because I'm amazed that I got this much feedback after only one episode and almost no promotion. So, hey, Mr. Kennison, listen to you and your brother's podcast way back in the day, nonstop for years from 14 to 17 or something crazy like that. I've gone through my share of Christian doubt, depression, and as a result, of spiritual abuse by the church. I've stopped going to church for the past year. I'm trying to dip my toes back in with better boundaries. So this is a great podcast. Keep doing it, man. It's tough out there. Everyone knows it, but few talk openly about it or the gray around it. All the best, Isaiah. And I appreciate that, Isaiah. You're right. Uh, In in churches, I'm not anti-church, by the way. I just, having worked in a church and having being held to the standards that we hold pastors by and being in America and seeing that a lot of churchgoers have a customer service mentality about their pastors, that they are there to serve them instead of the old school way that was abused. I will say it where pastors were listened to and respected and almost feared the pendulum swung very far the other direction And now pastors are subservient, you know? There's got to be a balance in there somewhere. So I'm not anti-church. I'm just anti some of the things that go on in church. So I understand why he would want to pull out. And one of the reasons is that we're expected to maintain an image of being okay. We dress up. We come there. We smile. We shake hands. Nobody shares what's really going on. We go to the altar to get prayed for. But do we go down ever and do what the Bible says, which is to confess our sins one to another? When's the last time you've done that at church? I think it also could be translated, or not translated, but interpreted as our weaknesses. 
We don't even do that. So I think there is something fundamentally flawed about American church culture, especially when it comes to people who struggle, who suffer, who have doubts, who um, have experienced loss. I know church people love people. And some of the best people I've ever met in my life were church people. But some of the worst people I've ever met in my life were self-righteous church members who think they have the gifts of the spirit, but they have no fruit. You know what I'm saying? Steven says, all I can say is, wow, thank you. This was a much needed message for me. My faith is at an all time low right now. As to so many things that have happened in my family, I've been questioning where God has been in the midst of it. This year we had two miscarriages with no hope for being able to conceive and we have had to move twice due to circumstances completely out of our control. Not to mention 2022 was a really tough year that almost killed my marriage twice. All of that has rocked my faith and sent my hope, joy, belief plummeting. And I'm here in the darkest valley of my life, looking up with my arms spread wide saying, God, why? I have been searching for a way to get my faith back in your podcast is another answered prayer. Seriously, brother, thank you for what you do, and please make tons more. I hope God blesses you immensely, Stephen. Stephen, you're awesome. Thank you so much. That does mean a ton. It just builds me up. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe that I'm I'm that kind of uh, hope bringer or whatever. I think you know, obviously, God moves through me, which is which is a thrill. It's, it's a thrill to know that, that it's still there, you know, I'll tell you something my counselor said, and I might cry. Okay. We, we have to cry a little every episode, but I, one of the reasons I hate myself so much is I'm not, I'm not moving in my calling anymore. I was called to, to be a children's pastor and I loved my job and I was good at it. And since that's been taken away, I'm not good at anything. Nothing like I was. I mean, I do this podcasting thing, but I'm not great at I'm not the world's best podcaster. If I would, I'd have 5 million downloads an episode. I know who I am. I know my limitations. But she said, she said, maybe God took that. Or I don't know that she said took it because I'd be mad at God if he took it because I just would. But she says, maybe Maybe you're doing more now than you did then. And that just wrecked me. Because I don't know if I can believe that. But just based on numbers alone, this podcast, which is my least downloaded show, goes out to more people than I ever got weekly in children's ministry. And the feedback and the stories and the healing that happens as a result of me just sharing my crap is immense. It's it's overwhelming. But it, it's going to take me some time to accept that. But it sounds so good. <sighs> Could it be true? I don't know. I don't know. But it sure would mean a lot if it were. 
All right, so we cried a little. So here we go. I just listened to the first episode. I have some feedback and questions. First of all, I like how passionate you are about what you're talking about, and I like the concept of the podcast. Quick question, though. How often do you plan on releasing episodes? Brandon, I am planning on releasing episodes every two weeks. Maybe one day it'll be weekly, but right now that's where I'm at. It takes a lot out of me to sit and do a sermon because it is from my guts. I put everything into it. And I am physically tired after I write them up because it is my core beliefs and the things that I have struggled hard to learn as a result of my suffering and where I've come from and the love that Christ has shown even in the midst of the times that I didn't even hold on to him and the times that I believed he was completely gone. He never failed. And we hear about it in the Bible. We read those scriptures and we feel so good about it. But you don't know how good it feels and how real it is until after you've failed him and you finally get up from your dark place and you realize to him, it's like you never failed him. It's like you never failed him. And what else would a good parent do? You know, that's what we do for our kids. I, I had a pastor that say, when your kid's learning to walk and they fall down, you don't go over and kick them and yell at them. What do you do? You run over, you pick them up, you prop them against the couch and say, try again. <sighs> so, yeah. John says, I really enjoyed not qu quite Christ-like. I think you got something there. I find non-professional Christian sermons to be the best, actually. And that came from John Steinklobber, one of my very best friends in the whole world, my co-host on that story show. That means a lot. I'm going to wrap it up. Talked long enough. This episode of GOK was brought to you by our patrons with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt. Become a sponsor today. Help me out. Support me. Give me your money. You know? Patreon.com slash GOK. I'm trying to do this full time. So it would be a blessing. And if this show means something to you and you've got a few bucks to spare, do it. If you don't, don't even worry about it, please. I've had people email me and they say, I feel so guilty. I'm taking your stuff and I'm not doing anything. Dude, this is free. This is absolutely free. If you have an overflow, if you have a few bucks, then fine. Go over there and check it out. I'm going to pull up Patreon. Patreon.com slash GOK. There are three options. There's a supporter. There's an inside circle. There's VIP club. And supporter is $3 a month. And you can pay annually and you get a discount. Insider circle is $5 a month. You get a GOK stickers. You get access to bonus content if there's any, which I've been doing bonus content every week for a while now. And then the VIP club is only $10 a month. And we'll mention VIP club members at the end of each episode. That's why we mentioned Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt who, who are at that level. So that's that. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I sound like a TV preacher if I do it too much. But it really means a lot. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Peace.